Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to my business highs and lows episode of 2021. Do you need to flag that I'm recording at home on a Saturday afternoon? The entire family is home, all three, all four of us. (laughs) So Wade and Lexi are out gardening and Wilder is currently down having his afternoon nap. So uh, yeah, I don't normally do podcast recording at the weekend, but my schedule over the next last two weeks of um, the last two working weeks of 2021, it's just very, very full with mentoring and, and also some personal development and professional development for myself. So yes, myself and Wade negotiated. He did a couple of hours of work this morning and I'm doing a couple of hours of recording this afternoon. So just flagging that you may hear a small child or one or two small children in the background at times, but I'm hoping you can bear with me because it was either that or don't get these episodes out <laughs> this year. And I really want to do them because I love doing them. I think this is the third year that I've done this wrap in a row, which is really cool. So I want to start my business highs and lows and I was trying to think of like a summary for this business year for me. I think if I was to choose a word for what this business year represented to me, it would be streamlining. I massively streamlined my business this year and that's been a bit of a working progress over the last few years. Um, well, this is what, like I'm three and a half years into the second business now. But yeah, progressively, definitely over last year, over 2020 and over 2021, I've really been on a mission to streamline because what I know about myself is that I'm very entrepreneurial in terms of I have lots of ideas and lots of things I want to try. And I've learned, definitely learned last year that the more I can focus, the more uh, what am I saying? The more profitable my business is in terms of financial profit, but also energy energy profit, if that makes sense as well, that I don't feel like I'm spreading myself too thin. And I went even harder on that over the first half of this year and even harder on that over the second half of the year. And yeah, I've got some pretty pretty fascinating financial insights to share with you later on in this episode on that. So streamline, I think, was the the theme for the year. It wasn't necessarily the theme that I set for the year, but in retrospect, almost like looking back over the year, that's definitely what what this year represented to me. Um, So yeah, I'm going to dive in. So I've got a number of of highs. I was really struggling to get some lows this year, which is, I mean, that's a great thing. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So yeah, it's more, I've got a few lows, uh, but I I guess instead of lows, I'd probably call them more um, insights, I guess, or opportunities to do better next year. And I've got lots of highs, which is really exciting. So when I'm sharing these episodes, I mean, I'm hoping I don't even need to say this. If you're a listener, you, you know, you know my vibe and how I operate, but this isn't showing off um, because I very much acknowledge that many people had very, very challenging years in their business this year. And so I just want to send an extra, extra hug out your way if that has been you over this year. I think we all expected coming into this year, 2021, that we would be 
devoid of the the incredible disruption that came with last year and unfortunately that that wasn't the case it definitely wasn't the case so just want to send love if you're if you're listening to this episode and it's been an especially challenging business year for you then I just want I want you to know that I see you and and I feel for you and I'm wishing you a much happier and more successful business year next year in 2022. So what I will definitely try to do with this episode, as I always hopefully try to do, is to just unlock any learnings. I pass back any learnings that I had in the hope that they they help you as you, you plan your business year next year. And if you're not a, a business owner, do not fear. There's lots of insights in here regardless, because um, I think for me, business is probably... Oh. I think it's neck and neck with parenting, the biggest, I was going to say it's the biggest personal development exercise that, that I personally undertake. But yeah, I would probably put parenting <laughs> neck and neck with that. So how I'm going to do this, I'm going to, yeah, I'm actually going to do all the highs in one hit. And then I'm going to touch on, on a few of the lows towards the end. And I will also at the very end share some insights on financial performances here as well, because I think that's always interesting to know and, and good for me, of course, to track as well. Okay, let's dive in. I am literally working from some bullet points in my notebook here. Not even bullet points. I've I've listed out the highs and the lows. So yeah, this is going to be very conversational, conversational in style. So right, I'm going to dive in. First high of business this year was my Noosa retreat, which I finally got to host in February after cancelling three retreats last year. So last year, 2020, I had to cancel a Bali retreat and two planned retreats to Noosa. And in February this year, I finally got to host one and I was so excited. <laughs> I recorded a podcast episode from from the retreat if you want to, want to go back and have a listen. And it was just so wonderful to take that group of women away and just love on them for those three nights and four days. I had Claire Obeid, who's my, my partner in crime. She was the spiritual guru on the retreat. And it was just magical just to see women arriving, pretty frazzled, exhausted, some people a bit lost, most people quite overwhelmed, and to see them just gradually unwind over the three days and their their energy to return gradually each day until I was waving them off on the last day. And they were just, the only word I can describe it as that they were sparkling, you know, their energy was in such an amazing place. And that just felt like such an incredible honor to be able to create that experience for them but also the level of sharing and honesty and vulnerability that those women shared in the, in the, in those sessions and over the, the time together over meals and the various different workshops that that Claire hosted as well um yeah it was just magical just to to to, to have a group of women who trusted us so much and trusted each other so much to share what they shared on that retreat like yeah wow, I was on a high. Everyone said to me afterwards, you must be exhausted because I think I was 20, 26 weeks pregnant or something like that in February would I have been? can't remember. And everyone said to me, what, you must be exhausted. And I was like, I am the opposite. I feel amazing. <laughs> it was just, I felt like I'd had a retreat myself that over that, that trip as well. So it was, yeah, loved doing that. And uh yeah, I, everyone's like, I'm getting a lot, of que- a lot of questions. When was your next retreat? When's your next retreat? And I think um, after the burning of 2020, and thank God I had no other ones planned this year beyond that, given that I was pregnant. Um, yeah, I don't know. TBC on future retreats. So Noosa retreat was my first high. That was just, yeah, phenomenal. Loved, loved, loved. The second high I had was the reconnection tour. So I got it into my head at the start of this year that I wanted to do a speaking tour. And for some reason, there was just some urgency in that for me. I think maybe because I was pregnant and 
doing tours might be a bit less available to me post, you know, post having a baby and having, having a, a small baby, having a newborn. Um, but there was also just something intuitive that said, like, I just want to get out and literally I want to reconnect with, with my audience in person. And I traveled to Brisbane, Melbourne, Adelaide, Canberra, and then I finished up in Sydney, which was, I think, three weeks before my due date with Wilder. And uh, I mean, honestly, I was just saying to someone the other day, just I cannot believe I got to do that. You know, when when we look at what ended up happening with lockdowns this year in Australia, and I mean, even now, you know, borders being all over the places I'm recording this in, in early December. Uh, yeah, like, wow, I cannot believe I got to do that. And I just feel really grateful that I listened to my my soul whisper to, to go and make that happen because, um, yeah, it was definitely off the table for, for the rest of, of this year. So, yeah, I loved getting into a room with, with the, the women in my community and getting to know them better and having the opportunity, yeah, just to see them and, and talk to people and be in, in a room with a real live audience. You know, I think I got so accustomed to presenting events over Zoom. So when I actually got to be in a room with people, it was, and to get the energy back, you know, that beautiful flow of energy that happens in a real life event. Um, yeah, that was magic. And I loved it, like loved it. And I also honestly loved the opportunity just to stay in hotel rooms by myself. <laughs> I think especially knowing that I was going into baby land again and, you know, not knowing that we were going into lockdown again. But yeah, just having that that space, the personal space and yeah, zipping around on, on planes and, and doing my own thing for those few weeks was really, 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 really fun. So and also um, as part of the Reconnection Tour, my beautiful friend Naomi from Iku provided these incredible uh, goodies, uh, beautiful, like the most incredibly generous gift bags to my audience. And I think that was just really lovely as well, just to to pass on the Iku love as well to my audience too. So yes, high number two was the Reconnection Tour. Now my third high was Babyland. So as I shared quite openly at the start of this year, knowing that we were pregnant and um, I really wanted to create some space for this new baby to drop in, for the new baby and to have time to bond with our new baby, but also to create some space for our family to really adapt to our new shape of four and just to help us all settle in. So I decided at the very start of the year that I was going to take three months of stepping back quite significantly from my business. There were a couple of things I still planned on doing. And um, I had my one, one of the months I had my mastermind calls and I also caught up with my love club each month as, as I normally, as I, as I did this year. And then the other thing was to finish writing the book. So as I headed into Babyland in May, end of May. So 31st of May was my last day in the business. 30 to 31st, whatever the last day of May is, was my last day in the business. And I had, I think I had 60 to 70% of the book, my new book, Step Into You, written then. So that was the other thing I needed to do in Babyland was to, was to finish writing the book. And so, yeah, I made it happen. And I have to say, I mean, I'm going to be really, really honest, as I always am, but in this episode as well, I got to the point, and I wrote a Monday Mentor about this, I got to the point in early May, and I remember saying to Wade, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, there's, yeah, I... I don't, there's not enough cash in the bank. I had a figure in my mind and my figure was $30,000. I wanted to have $30,000 sitting in a Babyland account that I knew then going into Babyland for three months that nothing could fuck with me with that amount of money in the bank account. So that was my my goal. And it got to early May and I was like, shit, like, 
it's not there. Like there was some of it there, but the, the, the full 30K was not there. And I remember just saying to Wade, like, I just feel like such a failure because this is such a massive goal of mine and it's not, it's not there. And it needs to be there because I, yeah, that, that was, as I said, that was my peace of mind fund was, was that 30K. And also just for context, if anyone hasn't followed over the last couple of years and back in 2018, I had a really, really awful financial shock. I won't go into it in detail here, but I've talked about it on my money mindset episode last year. But um, my money mindset coming into 2021 was was really rattled still. And I'd done a lot of work on it last year, but it would still had a way to go. And of course, then when I wasn't hitting my target, all the money blocks and the money crap and the, the, the money inner mean girl started really rearing its ugly head again. And I realized, okay, well, you've got a month to make Babyland happen for yourself. So what are you going to do? And there was a couple of things I did, which I'll, which I'll talk about um, as part of this episode. So on the, oh, I think it's the 31st of May, 31st of May, that was my last day in the business. And I had the 30K sitting in that bank account, which felt amazing. And I had three months mostly off. So most of that, given that Wilder was, was so he was due on the 18th of June and he arrived on the 25th of June. So I had almost a month off before he arrived. So that was spent cooking and I didn't do any work at all during that time. I caught up on my love club for my monthly session the week I was due. And but other than that I did I did no work. And so that just felt like incredible. <laughs> it was the longest I've had off in my businesses since I actually I took some time off in Bali, but I, I did I did um mastermind calls back in early 2018 when I took Lexi to Bali for eight weeks. But um yeah three months is the longest I'd taken off and the fact that my business was set up and was in a financial position to facilitate that for me and my family just felt awesome. Like that felt just absolutely incredible. I was really, really proud of myself and I'm also grateful that I'd done the hard yards on setting the business up to, to get to that point. And and so in in terms of what got that 30K, because you're probably listening to this going, uh, how did you make 30K in like three weeks? <laughs> so one thing I did was I did my Babyland sale and I'd never done a sale on my store before. So what I actually did was I brought three of my programs back. I put them back into my store and set them up as evergreen, as evergreen offers. And I sold them for $99 a pop. And just to give you an idea, my Get Remarkably Organized program normally retails at $397. So it was an epic saving. And we also put in place some kind of smaller discounts across all my other online online products. And that just went gang busters. We, I overshot my target by 50%, which was just incredible. And it just felt like such a win-win-win. I mean, I went into Babyland knowing that that cash was in the bank. My audience got access to my goodies for, for, for a fraction of the cost of what they normally would be. And also I think it just generated awesome goodwill. Like it felt really good to, to be able to create that. And the goodwill that came my way from my community, um, was, was, was exceptional. So it was a real win, win, win situation with the baby land sale. And I think the key thing, and I, and I also did another baby, uh, sorry, birthday sale back in November. I think the key thing that I learned was, I think we need to be really selective about how often we do have sales because I think otherwise the risk we run is that we do of course devalue our products and services so that just felt like a really nice balance for me doing two sales this year and 
I overshot my target. I'm just trying to remember what my target actually was for the for the store. Um, where is it? I'm just going to actually open it while I'm recording. Anyway, I massively overshot my target for for the store. Um, I had set a target to make. I'm just looking at this now. Yeah. I doubled, I, I, I doubled and I, I had a stretch target for what I wanted to make for my store this year and I doubled it. So when I say that's my store, that's just incremental sales on my store. It's not like a big launch program or mentoring or anything like that. That's just the, the kind of online products. So, um, yeah, my target was 20K to make 20K for my online store and I made 40K this year and counting. So I'm recording this. There's still um, three weeks left to go to the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing this opportunity to record this episode. So yeah, I was really, really happy with that. And that was, that was actually quite a surprise. I didn't, I didn't expect that, that, that necessarily to happen. So the baby land opportunity that my business created that space for me at such a, such a, a key time for, for me and our family. Yeah, epi- epically grateful to that. And it goes without saying, epically grateful to everyone who invested in that Babyland sale. And of course, who has invested in anything that I've created this year as well. That's, yeah. You 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 listening and investing are the reason that I can do what I do as part of my business. And I, I do not take that lightly at all. Another another high this year was my Power Quota Mentoring. So at the start of this year, I was like, should I like switch up my one-on-one mentoring offer, which is called Power Quota Mentoring? And I kind of went, well, it's working. So why, why would I, why would I switch that up? And interestingly, having the baby land break up, I, I kind of saw it like I had two blocks of mentoring opportunity. So I had from January up until the end of May before I went into baby land. And then I had from September. So September, October, November, December, which is after I came back from baby land. And it just seemed to work really well. I, I attracted incredible mentees this year. I got to mentor CEOs. Uh, I got to mentor really, really switched on smart entrepreneurs. I got to mentor people like Alexis, who I interviewed as part of one of my, my mentee case studies on the podcast season last season, uh, this, this season about, uh, so helping people transition from being in that corporate role to, to their, their side hustle or their, their, their purpose, their passion. Um, so yeah, the mentees were just the best they've ever been this year. I absolutely loved working with them. And the model, the power quarter men, mod, model seemed to work really well. And as I said, yeah, that that gap in between, I think it created, I don't want to say scarcity, that's not the right thing, but it created enough of an impetus for people who maybe had been on the fence for working with me for a while. And it created that impetus because my message was quite clear and it was honest. I'm not going to be doing any one-on-one mentoring over June, July, August. So for anyone who did want to work with me, they they jumped on before then. And ditto, coming back in, there, there'd been a bit of a pent-up demand over three months. So when I said, look, I, I sent a a, a, a private email to any of my existing mentees, I said, just called it a heads up. I say in August, just said, heads up, coming back to mentoring from the 1st of September, letting letting you guys know first. And straight away, I had five five mentees secured. And, and my goal was to have 10 mentees, power quarter mentees over September, October, November, December. So yeah, it just felt like there was really wonderful flow with my mentees who came through my doors this year. And I feel like my mentoring reached a new level. I feel like I'm leaning a lot more on my own intuitive hunches when I'm working with someone. And I feel like every year my straight talking gets even more straight. But also I feel there was a softness and maybe it was born from being pregnant and having a little, you know, having wild or being so little. But I think um, there was a softness and 
the word just came to mind as I'm recording this was an un- unraveling. There was just a softness and an openness that came through in my mentoring this year. And a couple of my mentees have commented on that. Mentees who've come back and worked with me again. And so, yeah, that that just felt beautiful. And mentoring, it's just flow. I love it. Uh, I feel like there's a big push from people like me with online businesses who are, you know, I just want to transition fully from one-on-one to one-to-many, that, 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 that the other model. And I love the idea of one-to-many and I've got some elements of that in my business, but I just, right now I struggle to see a time that I wouldn't want to work with, with, with mentees one-on-one because it's just so soul filling. I just love it. I find it incredibly energizing. It's yeah. Love, 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 love my mentees and love getting the opportunity to work with them. Another high this year was keeping the podcast going. So obviously took a, a three-month break when I was in babyland. But um, I've just loved my, my seasons this year. And it was funny, like there's some episodes when I was looking back over this year as I was preparing for this, se- this episode and saying, like, what are my favorite episodes? And there's some episodes, they just feel like they're such a part of the fabric of me and my story and my content and my business that I'm like, oh my God, was that only this year? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So this year, I think my highlights were getting to interview some absolutely kick-ass business people, especially loved talking um, to Naomi from Iku. And I also loved getting to interview um, Tim Duggan from... Uh, well, ex-junkie, now author. There was, yeah, there was lots of business people that I absolutely loved interviewing this year. And the other couple of episodes that really stand out were my interview with Jimmy Doyle, who's one of my, well, he's he's not one of my, he's my favorite healer in Bali. So did a really good episode with him as part of the Step Into You season earlier on this year, all about the mind-body connection. And I've had so many messages based on that 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 conversation and I feel like there's a real appetite for understanding more about that side of things so really keen to dive into that more and, and I've also incorporated some of Jimmy's work into the new book into the step into you book as well another episode that people and as as I'm recording this my Lorraine Murphy community survey is open and interestingly in the feedback a lot of comments came back on my interview with Stacy my well it was not so much an interview it was more of a conversation with Stacy Clare who's one of my mates and we did an episode on how to make friends as a grown-up and I really loved doing that a because I just love Stacy's energy but also it's something I've often pondered you know how do we actually make friends as grown-ups when we we don't have the school and the uni and the maybe the jobs that kind of force you to to spend time and, and bond with with certain people so with that um I think that was yeah that conversation was was a real real highlight for me as part of the podcast this year Another one I loved was my conversation with Robert um, McKeever, who's myself and Wade's relationship therapist. And that was a really, really powerful conversation. We didn't really talk about myself and Wade at all, which I mean, I didn't want to. That wasn't my intent. But I know that that was a huge eye opener for a lot of my community. I know a lot of a lot of my community reached out after listening to that episode to say thank you and to share that, the, you know, share, share their biggest takeaways as part of that episode. And I mean, I think the biggest takeaway was just how much our upbringings will shape who we are and how we carry ourselves in future romantic relationships. So and that was a really, really powerful episode. And thankfully, it seems to have helped a lot of people. And I know Robert has gotten a lot of clients out of that episode. So clearly people were impressed with, with his work. Um, the other episode, I mean, if you've listened to the C podcast this year, you will know that this is still by far and away the biggest episode in terms of downloads. It was my How I Stepped Into My Sexuality episode at the start of this year. That just 
had a life of its own. And and as a result of that episode, I got, yeah, at least a thousand messages, I reckon, from that. And I've also written an entire chapter in the new book on that topic as well. And what I didn't factor in was (laughs) writing that chapter not realizing, of course, you're going to have to record an audiobook on this. So recording that chapter with a 20-something-year-old guy sitting in the sound engineer booth was quite excruciating last month. So yes, th- these are the things that I do for my community. So yeah, that episode continues to be by far and away the, the, the top the top episode uh, in in the show, which is, is pretty cool. Um, so the other, hi, I'm jumping around my notes here. Oh, yeah, this was another one. So working with brands. Uh, so I hadn't really done many brand partnerships, really any, up until this year. And I put a very ambitious target to work with brands this year and I smashed that target. And one of one of the brands that I've worked with, for example, is Nature Nate's Honey, which is a honey brand that's so in line with my values. And I think that's the thing, you know, there's so many brands that you could work with. And God knows I know this from my first business, The Remarkables Group, because that whole, the, the whole purpose of our business was to match influencers with brands who wanted to work with them. So I, I know that space very, very intimately in terms of guiding talent on it. So talent stable, but it's not a space that I've really done much in myself. So I know myself that you're only as good as your last brand campaign. So the fact that my audience has been so on board with the brands that I have worked with this year has felt really, really good. And it's something that I want to focus on more next year, particularly when there's so much value that I can create around a brand partnership. So I've been sharing this year my favorite honey recipes and they've just gone off. Uh, the The reach and the interaction on those posts has just been incredible. So yeah, would love to do more brand partnerships this year, next year, sorry, 2022, depending on when you listen to this. And um, so yeah, that was another high and something that I, yeah, as I said, I kind of picked a figure and said, yeah, let's go for it and smashed it, which feels amazing. Especially if if not, you know, the, the, the main reason for that is that the fact that there was such alignment between those brands. Um, so sorry, I was t- t- telling you about Nature Nate's Honey, that it's it's raw, it's organic, it's made from Australian bees, it's readily available on Woolworths. So those that that's so in line with my values, like that's the kind of honey that I, I use at home. So that's just such an easy it's an easy dot for me to connect um, when I get to work with brands like that. So yeah, really excited next year to work work with more brands that are really relevant to you and and really add value to you as well in terms of those brands adding value, but also how I package them up, I guess, um, to share with my audience as well. The other high that I wanted to share was my book. So there was a couple of movers on on the book front this year. So first of all, um, last November, I recorded the audiobook for Get Remarkably Organized, which has actually been out since early 2018. So that was um, so good to do. I mean, obviously, it was three years later, but I'm really, really glad that Hachette, my publisher, were on board with doing that. So I recorded it in November and it went so it was published, I guess you would say. Yeah, the audiobook was published at the start of 2021, which is, of course, perfect timing for a book like that when people are in full, want to get my shit together mode and, and really find lots of efficiencies and productivity and time management over, over 2021. And I'm going to be really honest here. I kind of forgot to promote the audiobook. I did a little bit of promotion when it first came out and then it just I kind of just, it was just taken away. People messaged me saying, I'm listening, I'm loving. I was like, great, that's awesome. Thank you. Thinking maybe, you know, a handful of people. 
And uh, then, so how, how books work is that in is in the traditional model, publishing model, is every March and every September you get your royalty statement. So that's, so for example, you get your September statement and that's all your book sales from January to June. So there's a few month lag and then you get your royalty check. Um, not in the mail, it's a bank transfer, but you know what I mean. So I got my royalty check in March, which is kind of in line with what it would be when my books are kind of, they've been out a while. And then I got my royalty check in September and it's the biggest royalty check I've ever gotten. And it's because of the Get Remarkably Organized audiobook, which was just incredible. I couldn't believe it. I messaged my publisher, Fiona, going, what? This is amazing. Particularly given that I had, it just kind of fell off my radar. So I think that was really interesting for me in terms of how people are consuming books in a very different way. And you're probably like, no shit, Sherlock. But that was, that was really interesting. That's such tangible proof to me. Uh, and also how like that's a non-negotiable for any future books and we need to have the audiobook out there as well which happily has shed is fully on board with as well so yeah that was a surprise so yeah the the, the get remarkably organized audiobook is there <laughs> if you want to listen to it it's available and and the other kind of big big update on the book front in 2021 was my fourth book step into you it's going to be out at the end of December. So it's it's already out as you're listening to this episode. And as I'm recording this a couple of weeks before that, I've got a stack of books here. So we opened pre-orders in, oh my God, was it September? I think we opened pre-orders. And I think we've had almost 200 pre-orders now, which is which is so exciting. And I've created a bonus program as well for anyone who pre-orders who gets that as a as a bonus. And so today, like on Saturday morning, I was planning on going for a walk with Stace at one o'clock and I had like 45 minutes before then and Wilder was having his nap. So I said to Lexi, do you want to help me sign some books? So yeah, I was signing books. She was popping the affirmation cards in and yeah, it was just really real. Probably sounds really silly, but like, oh, I've actually got a fourth book. This is so exciting. And I'm really, really proud of this one. I'm proud of them all. I feel like this is the most soul-led book that that I've I've done so far because it's it's me like it's my mentoring distilled into a book and I'm so grateful for all the mentees who are happy for me to share their stories and insights with 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 a broader audience in the book because it's yeah it's the essence of me and my mentoring and how I work with my community and the biggest lessons that I've learned myself and that I'm implementing in my life and that I'm guiding my mentees on as well. So really, really, really excited for Step Into You to be out in the world and excited for, so for those of you who pre-ordered, you should be getting your, your drops this week as this episode is going out. And yeah, really, really excited to hear, hear what you think. I hope you love it as much as I do. And, and also the audiobook is out. So I recorded the audiobook uh, last month. So in November, I recorded that. And that's out too. So it's all out there. Uh, the playbook is ready to roll. It's it's all there. So I'm really, really excited and also curious to see where this book takes me. I feel like each book has opened up a different chapter, particularly Get Remarkably Organized. So I'm curious to see, yeah, what, what journey and what adventure this next book takes me on as well. So that was my next hi. Where am I jumping to now? So yeah, as I mentioned, um, I didn't really have many lows, which is obviously a really, really good thing. Um, so um, a low would have been, so if, if you're not familiar, I started my LM Love Club in March last year. So it's been running for, oh God, Lorraine, what's that? It's been running for 21 months. And I 
so when I came back into the business after Babyland, so since September, I committed to working two and a half days a week in the business. That's that's a decrease. So I was doing four and a half days in the business a week and that's dropped right back to two and a half days. So I'm basically working two less days a week in, in the business now and have done since September. And I really made a commitment to myself and to our family that I was going to stick with that. I've really had a golden boundary around those two and a half days. I mean, she says recording this on a Saturday afternoon, but it's kind of a needs must um, over the next couple of weeks. And this is very unusual that I would be doing any work. I don't think I've worked a weekend. I haven't actually worked a weekend other than actually I did a one hour talk for a charity a couple of weeks ago, but I've been very, very, I don't want to say rigid, but I've been very disciplined with that, with that, that boundary. So anyway, came back into the business of two and a half days a week. And something I really wanted to do was on my quarterly plan for this quarter was to canvas my LM Love Club members for their feedback on the model and what, you know, what, what where, where they see it sitting, what's working, what could be improved and so on. And I did that in October. Yes. And I was like, cool, late October, I'm going to, had all the headlines around, you know, what the, what the biggest um, feedback and the tweaks I want to make. And I just didn't get to it in November with everything happening with my mentees, uh, with a book. And the fact that I couldn't create the space to review my membership and and really look at how I could optimize it made me say, look, Lorena, you're actually creating enough, I don't even want to say time, obviously it's time, but it's also just energetic space to make that part of my business flourish like I would want it to flourish and how I would want it to flourish for obviously everyone who's part of that. And and that really raised a big question in my mind in November. And I decided in late November after a lot of kind of, yeah, a lot of deliberation, a lot of chatting to AJ and my team and just sit, sitting with it, I decided to close that 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 membership group down at the end of this year, uh, so at the end of December. And I had that conversation with my group last week, sorry, this week as I'm recording it. And it just sucked. I just said to them on Zoom, I was like, I feel like I'm breaking up with you all, which it's just such a horrible thing to to do to close down a part of your business, particularly when it's a part of business that you really love. I think that's the thing, you know, you think about streamlining, you think about getting rid of the stuff that you don't love. But the turbo streamlining that I've been doing this year, first half of this year, and then like turbo, 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 like max turbo mode streamlining in the second half of this year, you get to a point where you need to start closing the stuff that you love in, in the in the kind of the, the greater interest of, of the broader business. So that was that was a really tough decision to make. It was a really tough conversation to have. They were just beautiful as as they are. So I do definitely want to have a membership element to my business. And I've said to them that I'll be bringing that back next year that I've, I've communicated the timings to them on that. But I just want to make sure that that membership model is something that I am 110% sure is something that A, is really serving the members that are part of that. Um, but B, that it's something that I know that I can scale because that's how we make these membership models. Um, profitable. And when I said profitable member earlier, I talked about being profitable financially but also like commercially but also profitable energy wise and that's how I want every part of my business to to be running next year and obviously beyond that as well so that was a low in terms of I didn't love having that conversation however I haven't since I made that decision I haven't for a moment questioned whether or not that decision is right because what I want to do as I said to the group this week is to take the time that I would normally spend on love club over the next few months in the first quarter of next year to really devote that into, okay, really designing an absolutely kick-ass model 
and and bringing that back and of course telling them about it first next year as well so that that was a low as such um that that was a low but i can see the rationale for that and and where the, the opportunity that that will create in future for me and also for for members as well Another one was Insta. So I love Insta stories, love hopping on Insta stories. It's really good fun. However, I don't feel like again this year, and this is something that I do believe I could have done better on this year without berating myself, is to have like a proper system um, for my Instagram content because there there isn't there isn't a system. Um so yeah, what I what I have begun doing like last month I sat down I actually booked out a half a day in my calendar and and spent time batching I've got a lot of Instagram content batched we've now got the graphic designer um created some some tiles to go with that and I've just done a fresh round of of photos as well so I feel like I'm I'm set up now and it's just a matter of just getting that scheduled and out there because I feel like I have so much value in my head that I want to offer and what I've struggled with is how to almost like extract that. I said this to him. Who did I say this to? It was one of my mentees on Thursday. And I said, I just want to get a vacuum cleaner into your brain and suck it all out, <laughs> package it up. And so that's what I want to do for myself with Instagram, because it's a really, really powerful channel for me. And it's something that I definitely want to grow. I feel like my audience is, I mean, relatively tiny, but so incredibly engaged. I mean, my God, love, love my crew on Instagram. Um, so next year, that's something that is, it's going to be hard baked in next year is there's a system for, for Instagram. And I know that I can do that because I batch my Monday mentors, for example, they're batched a month in advance every month. Um, my love letter, I don't batch, but if there's like a launch, so for example, doing the, the, the baby land sale, I mean, I was organized with that. The emails were batched. They were ready to go. It was written. So I know I can do with emails. It's just about taking that ability and switching it into Instagram. <laughs> that's the next challenge, friends. So I feel like that's something I could have done better this year. And and another thing that I feel like I didn't achieve this year, and it was one of my really big goals, was to, to get a business coach this year. And I set that goal at the very start of 2021. I've done a lot of coaching, as you've probably kind of picked up in different episodes and books that I've, I've referenced. Sorry, in my books, I've referenced a lot of coaching. And I've invested heavily in myself over the years, um, in terms of my personal and professional development. And I've been on the hunt for a business coach for a couple of years. And this year I was like, this is the year I'm finding my person. And essentially what I wanted from that coach was someone who specializes in online businesses and personal brand businesses to look at my business and help me optimize the shit out of it. And and also just to give me, I mean, I feel like I'm, I, I don't really, I mean, I don't do online programs. I, as in, I don't go and do other people's until this year. I've done a few this year and I've loved them. But I, I haven't sought out advice on how to optimize my online business beyond talking shop with, with friends who've got similar business models. So that was one of my really, really big goals. And I was kind of antsy with myself. I was annoyed with myself for not making that happen. And it, but then the stars just aligned. So I was out walking in the botanic gardens with, with the fam a few weeks ago. And I ran into a friend of mine that I was in a mastermind group with a few years ago. I said to her, look, you're doing this online stuff. Who are you working with? And she said, I'm working with this person. And I was like, gold, research the person, ask for some kind of second opinions. And I booked in for a full day with her next week as I'm recording this. So I'm really, really excited for that because it's been a long time coming. And when, when a mentee books in with me, they tell me I'm so excited. Like I feel like, like they're so excited. 
And I feel like I've got that sense myself now, you know, that sense of like, I know someone's going to help me with my business. And I'm so excited for what comes out of that day. Uh, and I've, yeah, I've gone hard. I'm going for the full day. I'm going right in <laughs> to the top product because yeah, I just know time is so hard to, to carve out of my calendar and I just want to go in. Yeah, all guns blazing. And it's perfect timing to do that in December as well, because over the Christmas New Year break, myself and Wade will be sitting down to do our planning. So I feel like if I've got my business plan locked in, it's really going to inform our planning as well. So really, really excited about that. So it was a low in terms of I didn't get it done this year, but I kind of have at the very last minute. And I think the timing's perfect because to be honest, I don't know if I would have, I, I, I know, sorry, I wouldn't have had the headspace to really go there with a business coach properly like I would want to, but also then to implement what the business coach is going to come up with. You know, I say this to my mentees all the time. They're investing so heavily in me financially, energetically, and time-wise that they need to make the most of the investment by actually implementing the work that we talk about. So the actions we talk about. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, so yeah, okay. I feel like I just rattled through that. I have no idea how long I've been recording. Uh, all I know is the family are quiet, so I'm happy. I'm like, I might just stay in recording for another few hours. This is great. So in terms of financials, so I said I wanted to share some come juicy tidbits with you. So I've shared a couple of revenue bits and pieces with you um, as part of this episode or like profit, whatever. Anyway, money, commercials. And I ran the numbers just before I got on this episode because I was just curious, obviously look at the numbers as I go anyway, but I was just curious kind of to compare year on year at this point. And it was very interesting, my God. So I'm going to talk numbers for a second. So what I found was 2021, my revenue, so my top line revenue, gross revenue. What I did this year in terms of what I brought in I brought in 4K more than I brought in last year. Okay, so my my revenue for the year was almost exactly the same. Sorry, I need to caveat these numbers conversations with the fact that there are a couple of big, so I actually just secured three mentees for next year. And that's depending obviously whether I'm going to count when when the money hits the account or when um, knowing that I've that's in the pipeline. So that's, that's a significant chunk on top of this. But as... As right now, before those mentees are invoiced, um, my revenue is sitting yeah at just 4K more than it, it, I did last year, which, you know, you might go, oh, shit, that's not great, Lorraine, you know, because you want to have the like, the th- my rev- double my revenue. But get this, my profit for the year went up 900%, which is just insane. So that's the power of streamlining, right? Let's dive a bit deeper again, because this blew my mind. I did two thirds of my revenue in the first half of this year. So between 1st of Jan and 30 June, I did half, I did two thirds of my revenue, but I only did a third of my profit. Okay. So I did two thirds of my revenue first half of this year. I only did a third of my profit. And then second half of this year, I did a third of my revenue, but two thirds of my profit. Now, what I get really, really freaking excited about, and I want you to get excited about as well, if you're running your own business, is that my work hours essentially halved in that second half of the year. And even at that, I had that revenue increase. So the reason I want to share that is A, it's bloody exciting to me, but B, like it is possible to streamline our businesses and and not spend seven days a week in them and still create amazing 
um, results like that. And and that's why I wanted to share that really, really transparently with you all. But I think also the thing to remember as well is that and I love Denise Tuffle Thomas talks about talked about this in the interview I did with her last year. And she's got a saying that babies bring abundance. And she told me in that interview that she's got three kids. And she said with every child she had, her business doubled. And I've pretty much just had that experience with my business in just four months. And think about it. I mean, my, my mastermind was being invoiced to the people who are on payment plans are being invoiced over June, July, August. And the people at my love club were being invoiced, but really I wasn't like working beyond as in other than the, the, the initial commitments that I shared with you beyond that. So that's September, October, November, December. That's, that's the result that I managed to secure. And there's, there's more coming over the next three weeks, which is just incredibly exciting. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. And I wanted to share that with you. Um, and the other high that I wanted to share as well was my mastermind. So I just touched on masterminds briefly there. So Right now, I am on the third cohort of my mastermind. It's been a funny one because it's my biggest revenue stream, the mastermind. It's also what I absolutely love doing. I struggle a bit because I, sorry, I don't struggle with the mastermind. I love mastermind, but I love the one-on-one mentoring, which is when people sign up for me for power quarter mentoring, where I work one-on-one with someone for three months. But I also really, really love the mastermind because you get the benefit of the, the one-on-one, like I get the, the joy of the one-on-one, but also the the getting to connect the women together and, and the group gatherings and trainings that we do together as well. So um, mastermind is, is yeah, I, I love running the mastermind. So I had an intake in March and I did another one in September. And what I'm really, really excited about next year is that I'm actually like up until now that mastermind has always been behind the scenes so you kind of only know if you know so it's it's generally only extended to mentees who I've already worked with whereas next year I'm going to actually launch it openly so I'll be talking a lot about the mastermind over February and March it will still be application only because I want to make sure the <clears throat> I want to protect the caliber of the group but I'm really excited about that because I'm ready to talk about it you know we've done at this this is the third six month group that I'm running. Half the group in this current group are coming. They're they're repeat. They 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 were already in previous masterminds with me. Is in one of they're either in number one or number two. So it's a really really powerful model, and I'm really really excited to talk about it more next year. And I also get to work with Michelle Broadbent in it. So we we co mentor in that group, and it works really beautifully because I'm like the blue sky, big picture. Let's make it happen. And then Michelle's like yeah, cool. That's awesome. Let's make it happen. But how are we going to do it? So we really come at it from two different perspectives. And we just, myself and Michelle love working together and it's very integrated. Like myself and Michelle speak every month about the group. And anyway, I'll be talking about that a lot more next year. And I'm really, really excited to talk about it um, and make it happen again next, next year as well. So I'm actually going to delay the intake until April. So I'll be opening it. It'll start in April rather than March, like it, it has the last couple of years. And the reason for that is just to give some space for, for the Step Into You book, because that, that'll be coming at January. And I just want to yeah, create space for that. And just knowing Australia, people aren't really in the headspace to be thinking about big business things in January. I think it's it's February. People really kind of come out of the summer holidays and go, okay, right, right I'm going to need a roll. So anyway, that is my highs and lows episode for this year. I loved talking about that. This is such a lovely episode for me to record every year as well. I really, really, really enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining. And I'm going to go check on the fam. I think Wilder, yeah, Wilder's due a feed. I'm going to go feed Wilder. 
And then I'm going to come back and, and do the personal highs and lows. So yeah, hoping hoping I get the second one done today as well. That would feel really good. Yeah, as I said, it's, it's a really nice reflective exercise for me as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of my business again this year. I have loved this business year and it's it's really rewarding to feel that my business is getting more robust and more more exciting and more dynamic year on year as well. And no doubt the learnings this time next year will be very, very different again. And and hopefully I'm more wins to share with you again next year. So much love. As I said at the outset, if you've had a tough business year this year, I see you, I feel for you, and I'm sending you all the, the great, uplifting, optimistic vibes for next year. And of course, any way that I can su- support you in your business journey next year, I would love to do that. So thank you for joining and yeah bring on bring on the 2022 business year thank you for being part of this week's episode it was remarkable to have you i am always keen to hear your thoughts questions ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram my handle is at lorraine remarks and through my website lorrainemurphy.com.au If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.